everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. This is Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, talk about three things, as you know, faith and family, fitness and the outdoors, and everything that is in those three realms pretty much encompasses my entire life. And because I've applied all of those things, I feel like I'm continually progressing. I'm definitely not anywhere near where I want to be, but... I'm becoming more successful at being a dad, at being a husband, at being just an outdoorsman in general. And I want to share that with you. I want to share that journey with you. And that's why I started Redbeard Outdoors. And uh, yeah, so go check that out over on Instagram as well. If you're not over there, it's red.beard.outdoors. I post there just about every day. And I'm just sharing my journey with you and how I can help you as well. You can also join me over at Redbeard's Fit Crew on Facebook. Again, all these links are going to be down in the description below. Before I get into the companies that I work with, I want to let you know I've got an amazing guest. His name is Hector Rodriguez, and he is an ultra marathoner. He does more running in a day than I probably do in my life. <laughs> I can think of a couple people that are that way, but he does it for an amazing reason, and I just want to share that with you. I want you to experience this conversation that I had. He's someone that I've followed for a while that I'm inspired by, and uh, I'll let him share his story. Before we get into that, I do want to remind you that I do have some great companies that I work with. And again, I don't, I'm not here to sell you anything, but if you are already in the market for whether it be protein supplements, protein bars while you're out in the back country uh, for, to fill in for a snack, uh, if you're looking for some CBD oil that's non-THC, Absolute Aid does an amazing job uh, with the CBD oil. If you're looking for beard oil, then no matter what length, short, long, whatever, uh, beard oil and butter, I recommend Affect Beard. 10% of your purchase goes to charity. Just saying. It's a great reason to, if you're already buying, again, if you're already buying beard oil, just get a discount, right? And then also 10% of that goes to charity. Uh, going back to the supplements, I work with first form. There's a reason why I work with them. They take quality to the highest degree that I've seen with any company that I've worked with up to this point. And that's why I'm with them. I love their passion for having a family, having a good culture, encouraging people, not just trying to sell supplements, but to live healthier and happier lives. They're not going to sell you anything that you don't need. Uh, I stick to very basic bare minimum. I can go through that in another episode. I've had some people ask me what my stack looks like. Um, I can go through that. And also, of course, uh, just have other amazing companies that I work with, such as Alpenfuel. Uh, Alpenfuel.com. Use my code. You'll save on whether it be their personal granola that they make, which is the best backcountry granola I've ever had. Uh, my top three favorites are the cran I want to say it's cranberry white chocolate, the strawberry chocolate, and the caramel apple. Those three are amazing, hot or cold. And also they sell Heather's Choice, which is my favorite backcountry meals because they're all gluten-free. So that helps me. And also Peak Refuel. Those three companies are my go-tos for backcountry nutrition. Now, any other companies that I work with, they're all down below. I'm not, again, trying to sell you anything. Just if you're already in the market, might as well save some money. Use my discount code down below. Go check out these companies. They're all amazing. I've used their products, and that's why I'm linked up with them, because I want to share that with you and get you guys a discount. So now that I've bored you with all of that, uh, I have Hector. I'm going to let him again introduce himself and tell his story as to how he got into fitness, how he's a great dad, great husband, and just loves the outdoors so much so that he runs all the time as much as he can in the outdoors. He's an ultra marathoner, just an amazing guy, has a great cause behind him, and uh, just loves to support his community. So without further ado, here's Hector. All right, so I've got Hector here, and I'm going to have him do a better introduction than I can because uh, he's he's quite the ultra marathon runner, ultra endurance athlete. I don't know the titles good enough because I'm terrible at cardio as it goes anyway. But um, Hector does some amazing things here. 
I just wanted to share his message with you guys and, and share how he incorporates, of course, the outdoors, fitness and family into his daily life and his general message. But Hector, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, yeah, just who is Hector? Yeah, I think what we've been calling kind of uh, members of the crew is uh, I'm just Hector Rodriguez. I would say I'm a knucklehead. Uh, I live out of San Diego, California. Um, you know, I, I like pushing myself, testing my limits in various ways, including a lot of different ultra challenges, like giving back and like being in the community. So, uh, you know, if, if it's something along those lines is going on, I like to be involved. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about, uh, you, I mean, you've got, you've got a family, how did you get into mm -hmm. running? Just kind of a brief overview of, of who Hector is. Yeah, I would say, uh, I have a wife and two girls. Um, and the way I really got into it that I kind of hit this next level, I guess I would say was, I just remember, uh, working my job, you know, Monday through Friday, I was kind of traveling, being in hotels, having a beer or two, burgers, wings, you know, coming home on the weekends, might have a beer or two again, wake up whenever, and just was kind of in a just whatever routine. Um, and uh, around that same time, my wife started to kind of like dealing with anxiety and had a really bad anxiety attack that kind of really freaked her out. And at that same time, I um, had saw David Goggins on the Joe Rogan podcast, dug deep into his book, found all the podcasts, and basically made a goal for myself uh, following December 2018 that I was going to make a 10 mile a day average goal. You know, Goggins is one of the hardest dudes. Can I take some of these principles in his book? And can I become one of the toughest, like mentally, you know, toughest people out there? Can, can I also do it? And going down that rabbit hole, I started to figure out and learn the benefits of pushing yourself, of testing yourself, of being in these, you know, self-made self, uh, tough challenges, what that does for everything else in life. And how it makes you a better father, a better husband, better for the employer you work for, better for the people that's around you that's in your circle. So it's been no looking back ever since. Um, once, you know, I think Goggins did good on kind of that training for life philosophy and kind of dotting the I or, or, or connecting that for me. And so there's just, it's just now a way of life for me. And I, I'm bought in. That's awesome. So you were, you were kind of traveling. So what was your, are you still in the same job or what was the job that you were doing that you were traveling a lot? Yeah. Uh, I worked for Amazon, so I still do. Um, and now with everything going on in the world, the traveling has subsided quite a bit. So I do work from home most of the time. Um, so yeah, I'm able to, you know, get up early, hit some miles, work, hit some miles and then hang out with the family kind of the routine that's awesome so so you went from traveling having some beers and, and enjoying uh you know whatever food you wanted and then uh you know something there's always that point and i've noticed that with a lot of people that are successful and whatever it is that they're passionate about there's always kind of a low that you hit and i i love that you hit on the fact that your wife was part of that because you realized stuff was going on that was affecting her as well. And you wanted to change that because you wanted to be a better version of you to show up for your family. You wanted to be a better version of you for, for you obviously, but also for your loved ones. And I, I love that you hit on that. So uh, why running? Like why, why didn't you go into bodybuilding or powerlifting or some other hard sport? Why did you choose pounding? Well, you don't even pound the pavement. You go out and you trail run. So why running? Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think I chose running uh, because of the mental aspect um, and the trail running because of the nature aspect. Uh, I found just as I got going on my journey, you know, just I remember early on, I signed up for a 24 hour race and it was in this mountain town right outside of San Diego. 
and being, I don't know, 35, 36 miles into the race, I can't remember, and thinking I was done, like, that's it, like, I can't go any further, like, my knee's hurting, this, that, I had a buddy text me, and he was like, he was going to come pace me in the night, and he was like, checking on me, like, you know, should I still come, should I not, and I'm like, I'm hurting, you know, I don't know, but uh, I'm going to keep moving, and then I just remember in that race, I just said, you know what, no matter what, I'm staying out here, and I'm hurting, but I'm not going to quit. And I ended up doing, I think, 50 something more miles. I finished top five in that race. And like, it's almost like going back to the Goggins 40% rule. Like, I thought I was done. I thought I was washed up, put me in a body bag, just, I was done. And what ended up happening was I was able to endure, the pain subsided. I got my second win. I got a third win. I ate, you know, got the mind right and ended up having a heck of a race. And that experience made me go, when else have I quit too early? When else have I left stuff on the table? What else can I be better at if I just keep putting one step at a time and just keep moving forward? And running just has so many parallels to life. Like I've done 240 mile races now. And if I go to the race and I go like, I need to knock out 240 miles, I'm going to get overwhelmed. But if I go like, all right, I just need to go 10 to 15 miles, you know, every so many hours and just hit that aid station, see the crew, get a bite, sit down for five minutes and go to the next aid station. And then, so you break down these goals and you make them uh, smaller in the bigger picture of hitting the big goal, then you know, then that works on, you know, if you get overwhelmed at work, you know, okay, I got this big task, this big project. So let me take steps moving forward. And then I'll, before you know it, the big goals hit. So there was just so many different things like that, that applies to everything. And then just waking up every morning, you know, hitting the miles, it's hard, but you know, it teaches you to be disciplined, to be relentless, to be just tough, to be gritty, to just be like, doesn't matter. I'm going to, I might have to walk today, but these miles are going to get down. And then you just start not taking excuses even from yourself and you apply it to everything. And so it just, it just really hits a lot of different things. And I think the fact that sometimes this is just hours versus like maybe bodybuilding, um, you know, maybe even if you bodybuild two, three, four hours, like sometimes I'm out there like 12, 24, a hundred hours, you know? So I really like those battles that go on in your head for that long of a challenge. It's nasty. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Now I can't relate to the running portion of it, but <clears throat> excuse me. I can say that like being out hunting, hiking, backpacking, yeah. it can get that way. There's definitely some demons that pop out, especially I can only imagine when you're by yourself on the trail, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you've got, you know, it's dark. Yeah. You've got a headlamp, but like, it's dark. As soon as that light stops, it's dark, right? You don't know what's out there. Um, but on top of that, what's going on in your head, um, I'm sure you've had headphones die on you before. So you're running without music, uh, stuff like that. And, and I love that you keep bringing up Goggins because, um, I don't know anyone that isn't inspired by him unless they're just offended by his language, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. and, and if they yeah. are, they're not ready for what he's got to bring. But, uh, but I, I love that, that, uh, you know, that you keep bringing that up because he really is an inspiration. And, and what, what I'm finding though, is that everyone has their own, their own, um, basically their own journey that they need to get on. Cause you're doing things that, for example, I couldn't even imagine. I, and I can't even like fathom some of the stuff and we'll get into like Rod's heroes or, uh, and, and mm -hmm. other things that you've got going on the wolf pack and stuff like that. We'll get yeah. into that here shortly. But, um, you know, those kind of things, I can't even imagine starting that myself or being a part of that. So I think that's amazing that you saw something in Goggins and then it brought it out in you four years ago. And ever since then you've been, you've been killing it. So, um, and running definitely does have that mental aspect to it. Now, uh, when you say quit too early, when you're talking about the, the Goggins 40% that he was talking about, um, mm -hmm. have you thought of some other things that, that you've kind of delved into in your life that, 
you know, obviously we don't look back necessarily and, and, and regret things, but something that maybe you've delved into a little bit more on top of the running aspect. Yeah. Like I, I think now I just have confidence by um, through the running, through seeing what I'm capable of seeing what, like, like pushing myself to see what I'm made of that, like, I don't have, I don't half ass if I can cuss or not like my training. I don't half ass being there for my wife, for my girls, like do like maybe sometimes do I suck? Sure. You know, but like for it at whatever, but like my head is always like giving my best effort. And sometimes is it not good enough? Of course. But like, I'm always every day, anybody around me can vouch that like I'm giving full effort and every day I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to be better. And I'm not scared to fail. Um, that's another thing that's been really awesome with running is that like you and you put yourself in these tough challenges, DNFs, failures um, do happen. And you start to learn that that's not the opposite of success. It's a part of it. You know, you grow and you learn so much from those failures. So uh, I think just more than anything, it's like I've learned that to just go for it, to just try, you know, um, we talked about Wolfpack. We're trying some stuff, you know, there, I have some more big challenges coming, uh, later this year and I might fail, you know, I might be unsuccessful, but I'm now to the point that I don't care, you know, because I know that it's either I'm going to succeed or I'm going to learn from the failure, iterate and try again, or, or no matter what, I'm going to get better from it. So both, both are wins for me. That's awesome. So let, let's, uh, let's delve into that a little more. Cause I, you know, there's so many things that, that people say, you can say fail forward. There's so many catchphrases, mm-hmm. cliche things, but it really is true. Like learning from your failure and, and turning them into learning experiences. And um, even me, for example. So there's something that, that kind of bothered me that my son said the other day, he got really into chess for a little while and he's, he's seven. And, uh, and so, you know, I'd let, I, I kind of let him beat me at first and then I beat him. And then he get really upset. And then he turned around one day and he was like, uh, he said something along the lines of if you um, something about if you learned it's fun or something like that, uh, that his teacher said, and, or no, if you had fun, you won is what it was. That's what it was. And I, I told him, I said, hold on, <laughs> let me, let me correct that just a little bit because that's not true. You're not always going to win. You're not, but it's okay to lose it's okay to lose as long as you take mm-hmm. that loss and you keep pushing forward. And it, I mean, yeah. it sounds like that's exactly what you're saying as well. And I love that you're applying that to, again, going back to family. Um, but tell us a little bit more about some of these challenges that you've done specifically uh, the, the races that you've done recently, the 200 plus mile mm-hmm. races, which again, mm-hmm. that's more miles than I probably run in a year. And you do that in like yeah. a span of like, you know, a couple of days. So <laughs> tell us a, about some of the accomplishments that you've had, maybe even just over the last year. Yeah, I would say, uh, let me think 2020 I did, uh, that was right at the start of the pandemic. So a lot of races were canceled. So I was just like, getting my getting in my groove. So there was a challenge, a virtual challenge. I did a hundred mile on a treadmill. Then I did later that year, I did 140. Right, I'm going to stop you miles. there. You said a hundred miles on a treadmill, a hundred mile on a oh treadmill. My gosh, uh, that's a grind in and of itself. man. <laughs> it was nasty. And then I, and then later that year I did 146 miles on a treadmill, uh, in a last person standing. Then I did the Moab 240 in person, which I was so stoked for that. And then after kind of doing those three challenges in 2020, then I was like, okay, like, how can I step this up in 2021? And so I did uh, the triple crown of 200s, which is doing three 200 mile races from destination trail in three consecutive months. So what I did there was I did the Bigfoot 200, which is like a 200 mile, 46,000 feet of vert climbing in uh, the Pacific Northwest. Then unfortunately, Tahoe got canceled, um, and that's where we pivoted and we did what I called was the Wolfpack 200. So I didn't not do anything. I still came back to San Diego, my hometown, and got with the community and ran 200 miles and I think it was 33,000 feet of climbing around uh, the city here. 
And then I went to Moab and then uh, completed the Triple Crown. And then this year, uh, I'm, I'm planning to go to Cocodona in May, which is uh, a 250-mile race in Arizona. Uh, I'm going to go back uh, and keep my fingers crossed that there isn't fires in Tahoe to cause a cancellation. So hopefully, I'll go back for uh, the Tahoe 200 in June. And then July, my resume uh, did, wasn't enough to get me into the Badwater 135. So I'm going to do what I did in Tahoe, except I'm going to flip it and make it the Wolfpack 135. And I'm going to go out to Death Valley, which is like the hottest place in the country at the hottest time of the year. I'm going to grab some people uh, and run 135 miles across the desert in July. So those are some of the challenges I've done and what I'm throwing on myself for this year. All right, man. Well, uh, if you need a water boy, I'll be your water boy. I won't run. With oh you. man, I'll take you. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll take it. Uh, and I love, I, again, I, you're saying the word pivot and I love that you're, you didn't just say, Oh, well, I guess there goes my triple crown, you know, and, and, uh, and, and throw your hands up in the air when Tahoe was canceled. Like you took things that were in your control and that kind of lines up with, you know, a lot of the other books that talk about your circle of influence and control versus your circle of concern, right? You you could be concerned that Tahoe was canceled, but you were like, nope, screw it. I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to make this happen anyway, right? And I mean, there's plenty of 200 mile loops, I'm sure that you could find in the US, right? And you didn't just get so hyper-focused on Tahoe that you couldn't complete it. So I think that's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I want to add to that, like yeah. the importance of the, the circle of friends, right? So if I'm being completely honest, right, I found out I did, my resume wasn't good enough to get in Bad Water 135, right? So I wrote a post on Instagram and uh, just saying like, hey, I had these accomplishments. I've done this kind of stuff for charity. It wasn't good enough. I tapped into my campaign. So I must have not been good enough. So I need to work harder, you know? So that's kind of be, that was going to be my game plan. Then somebody wrote in my comments, um, if they don't let you in the door, jump in through the window. And I was like, oh, I like that. Like that's Wolfpack mentality to me. So that single comment, it, 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 you know, that single comment stuck in my head all day long where I said, I'm going to jump in through the window. Like they're not going to stop me from doing this. And so then I reached out a couple of people and said, hey, would you be down to support? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do it. So I donated my race entry to a local charity the local charities now is going to hopefully do some things to help support me in the endeavor. And we're going to do it for the hometown. So had I not had like this circle, like maybe they would have just been like, Oh, okay. Maybe next year. It's not your year. Just keep trying, you know, but like, no, I had people going like jumping through the window. So I was like, heck yeah, let's jump in through the window. So let's do it. So I just uh, feel blessed for what I call the Wolfpack community other people like-minded that are just relentless, gritty, tough, you know, just moving forward, just like, it's, it's beautiful. And I love having people like that. So driven around me and, uh, you know, I wouldn't change that for the world. Yep. No, hundred percent. That's awesome that you, you got that comment. And, and I, I agree with you hundred percent that it's, it's all about the people around you. And it's funny because, um, you know, it's kind of evolved. Like I've always loved animals growing up. Uh, but, in the last probably I'd say maybe five years, like I love wolves. Like I hate them in the wild, right? <laughs> I hate what they do. Uh, they destroy us anyway, but I won't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I love wolves though. And their pack mentality, but also, yeah. uh, and I, I'm probably going to butcher this phrase, but it's something along the lines of the strength of the wolf is in the pack and the strength of the pack is in the wolf, right? Yeah. It's all about who you're surrounded by. And I love that you say that that's, that was so important to you because it's true. Cause you're going to have those days where you're down, you're off, you're, you're off your game. You're not feeling good. And it really is important who you have around you, whether that be your spouse, your close friends, the people that you allow in your life through social media um, and, and how they can, con they can contribute to your mindset. And I love that that one thing stuck in your head from one person, I'm sure you got a, a bunch of comments on that post and that one person, that thing stuck in your head. And so mm -hmm. that's so awesome. Let's go, let's delve into that a little bit more as far as the wolf pack. Well, explain what the wolf pack is, how it started and what it means to you. What, what, what it's all about. 
Yeah, I'll start off with how it started. Um, I'll go back to the start of this pandemic. Uh, I think it was like March 2020. And I just remember seeing the town like scared. It was like the first time we were having lockdowns. The gyms were getting locked down. Even here in San Diego, at, at some point, the trails and the beaches got locked down. And it was like, like, what the heck, right? So I just was like, okay, like, all of this is happening, but I'm going to, with a group of people, we're going to still get after it. We're going to go in our garages. We're going to do planks. We're going to do push-up challenges. We're going to do sit-up challenges. We're going to run silly miles. We're going to cycle. We're going to do headstand push-ups. We're going to do one-arm push-ups. Like we just started doing the most ridiculous things, tagging one another, and then like kind of shouting it out and doing our best to make the best of the situation and of the scary, like it was super scary at first, like nobody knew what the heck this thing was or what was going on, all that kind of stuff. So it was like, okay, the gyms are shut down, but we're going to still get after it. We're going to support each other, you know, and, and have fun the best way that we can. And so that's kind of where the Wolf Pack to me was born, was like this Instagram community of people just challenging and testing limits and having fun supporting one another. Then just through, like, like I said, through that 100-mile treadmill challenge to the 146 to Moab, just more people like kind of came in, wanted to be involved, um, kind of got the vibe. Like it, it's like kind of turned into like a community that believes in let's test our limits, let's show love, let's support one another, and then let's give back. You know, I have so many people – blown away at the way the wolf pack supports one another and shows love they'll be like you know the wolf pack shouts me out like hypes me up comments likes you know throws me on their instagram stories more than like people i've known my whole life you know and so i think we foster this like support you know and just making sure we're showing love and encouraging people for like those i don't know if you want to call them principles or what but like we're testing our limits like we're trying to be better than yesterday we're trying to get back to the community. And then throughout it all, we all have our different goals. But the fact that we're all in this arena of life battling to be better, let's support the heck out of one another, you know, because we're, uh, we're in a space where we can take wins and we take losses, you know, because of the testing limits and pushing ourselves rather than being in the stand. So I think anybody who's kind of like getting after it, um, I don't know if it was Cameron Haynes or Goggins or somebody, but like if somebody's getting after it, they're not a hater. Like you never see a hater who's getting after it because like people putting in effort, like want others to also succeed, you know, and show love. And so everybody is just kind of on that vibe, on that kick. And it's been that ever since. Um, and it's just growing more people. We're, we're figuring out how to kind of like, get ourselves like a platform um, to continue to let this grow and, and, and scale a little bit to maybe have a greater impact, hopefully of positivity and giving back and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what it is, just basically a community of people, of knuckleheads, male and female, you know, just <laughs> doing their best to, uh, to, to test their limits and give back. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I do love that. And I've noticed that uh, about the Wolfpack community, just kind of looking into it. And and uh, I, I love it when you get a good group of people around you. And I love, again, that you got started in 2020. So um, a common thread through a lot of the people that I talk with on the podcast here and that I talk with off the podcast that are even more successful now than they were two years ago Uh you know, obviously we understand a lot of people really legitimately have suffered due to the pandemic. Right. And I think everyone gets that, but at the same time, going back to what can you control, you realize the gyms were closed. So you're like, all right, I'll go work out outside. Right. A lot of people didn't do that. They decided to sit back and uh, pump up their thumbs rather than, you know, getting out and, and getting after like what you're saying. And um, Dan Staten as well from Elk Shape says something. I don't know if you know much about him. You're, I know you're not really a, a bow hunter or anything like that, but um, Dan is an awesome dude that he's kind of along the, well, not kind of, he is along the same mindset as, as Haynes and Goggins that you brought up. And he said, your success will not get in the way of my success. 
And that's why he's okay with sharing all of his knowledge about elk hunting, bow hunting, archery, and, and stuff like that, because he's like, it won't get in the way because one, he's years ahead of me. Right. <laughs> and he's just trying to cut down the, the learning curve so that we can grow the community. And uh, I'm sure it's the same with whether it be social media, running, whatever the community is, you're not trying to be or beat Cameron Haynes. You're trying to be your own person as Hector and the wolf pack. Right. And so mm -hmm. your success isn't going to get in the way of their success. They want you to succeed just as much as you want them to succeed. Yeah. I, I'll add to that to build the life of your dreams. You help others build theirs. And I believe exactly. that to my core. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's what you're saying to me. And I'm fully aligned with everything you said. Like I want everybody who's trying to be better. I want, I want to root for them. I want to support them. I want to, show love. I want to be there when I can, you know, and encourage that. Cause I, I, there, there were a lot of people, there are a lot of people that don't make those efforts, you know? So the ones that do like, let me, let me, let me help support you and keep you going. Um, because I've known a lot of people too, that go down this path of, of fitness, of enduring of this and that, and the people around them don't, support them you know uh there was a saying i heard that uh one of my buddies from uh, san jose told me it was like sometimes uh people don't want to see you change because it reminds them that they have it so they don't you know show that love and support when people start growing and doing these really cool things and i'm fully aware of that so i want to make sure that if i come across somebody and i see them putting that effort that you know i'm giving water to that plant or to that flower so it can bloom and know that somebody got their back. And I'm not the only one who thinks like that. There's a whole community behind me that's doing that and believe in that and, you know, helping each other towards, you know, a collective goal of testing limits, giving back and showing love. Exactly. And it, that too reminds me of, uh, I love it when Andy Frisella, um, I'm sure you know who he is. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, when he says that people come up to him and are like, Hey, you still own that little vitamin shop? <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it just reminds me of that. Cause the people that are closest to you are the people in your hometown that knew you when you were in junior high, maybe you were kind of awkward, weird, whatever. Um, it, you know, they, they don't see you as anything, but that kid you know, or, or whatever you were before you started making those changes. And sometimes the people closest to you do, I mean, they, they, they see you that way still. Um, they, it's not that they don't necessarily want you to change, but they, like you said, it reminds them that they're not changing. You're making progress and it, it triggers something in them to remind them they're not, they're still stagnant. They're at their nine to five punching the clock and coming home and, and Netflixing and chilling, you know, um, eating ice cream and all that. And so, getting um, hammered over here <laughs> exactly right <laughs> SoCal, they get hammered right there you go uh but but yeah that, that's awesome dude and again going back to the fact that you took the pandemic almost as a challenge um you know i again i've, I've noticed that in so many people that they just they're like okay i can't control these certain things but here's what i can control and you just kind of took it and and ran literally ran with it <laughs> um yeah. did you grow up uh, right did you grow up running no uh, I grew up playing basketball, soccer. Uh, and then after high school, I did triathlons like one or two a year. Uh, and then 2019, I think I started the beginning. I get Red Goggins, December 2018. Mm -hmm. At some point in early 2019, uh, started going into the trails and hitting the pavement. That's awesome. Well, when I do my 5Ks, you can come and cheer me on and I'll come cheer you on at your 200 miles. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> that's, that's so cool, man. Um, so I, I want to ask a couple of things too here. Uh, tell us a little bit more about um, Rod's Heroes. I, I want to know from your perspective. I know people can go look it up, but but tell us a little bit more about it from, from your perspective and why you started it. Yeah, no, so I didn't start it. Um, so I'm, uh, let, let's see, so... October 2020, I did the Moab 240 was the first time. Uh, in that race, I ran into Michael McKnight, who to me is the best 200 mile runner in the world. Uh, won a bunch of the races. I believe he has a triple crown of 200 record. Awesome dude. Um, 
knowing right after I did that challenge, uh, I reached out to him maybe that January and said, Hey, like, I can't think of anybody better to make sure to coach me and make sure that I'm doing enough to get through the triple crown and have kind of like the intel and insight to do it. So through, and he said, yeah, and he was super cool. So kind of through that, uh, me and he, me and him became good friends and he is, I don't know his title, like director of something at Rods, which is uh, racing for, or, uh, racing for orphans with Down syndrome. And he is a Rods athlete. So I wanted to do whatever I could to support him as a friend. And I thought, I believed in the cause. Like these are little kids like that don't get the attention that, you know, other maybe charities or causes did. And it was kind of neat uh, the way things worked out. So I ended up uh, having a buddy uh, named Chad um, reach out to me and put me together with basically a bow hunting company. I'm not sure if you ever heard of it, Never Defeated. And um, I, I think with the Never Defeated family and they were based out of Utah. And I'll always have so much love for Never Defeated, that brand. So anybody listening, go get some Never Defeated gear because they were the first company that was totally down and aligned. Oh, there you go. I love the hat. They were the first uh, to be totally down and aligned to give 100% of profit from anything we designed and sold to Rods. So when they told me that, you know, uh, I was like, okay, like you're out of Utah. I just finished Moab. I was blown away at the beauty of Moab in Utah. Rods is in Utah. This first collab, I want all, I want all the profits to what we make off the Wolfpack clothing to go there. And so that's kind of how it started. I, I did that. We raised some good money for Rods. And then just through being with Mike, we had the Triple Crown Challenge. We both picked uh, a little child that we were raising awareness and funds for throughout the whole Triple Crown. And uh, yeah, and now like next next month, there's going to be a virtual challenge. So I'm going to go do a, a 5K um, and shout them out and show them love. And, you know, I think it was like 20 bucks. A, uh, I think it was 21 bucks to enter. So anybody who listens and wants to join at the $21 virtual challenge can do it anywhere. Hit me up and I'll, I'll get you connected. Um, and we would love to have people come out and support. Uh, and so indirectly, that's going to go to Rods and to the cause and trying to help these kids out. That's awesome. Cool. And uh, yeah, I do know the, the Never Defeated guys. I went out and worked out with them uh, last year. I want to say it was July and uh, talked with them a little bit during the Hunt Expo this last weekend. Uh, they're some oh, awesome, awesome guys. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. good guys. Steve, always, Steve's a I've great guy. So, I've had so many people hit me up with so many different things. And Steve was the first. I was like, let's do 100%. And he was like, let's do 100%. You know, so that was super dope. Nobody has yet been down to do that with me. He was the first. So he'll always have a spot in my heart for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's so cool. So running, running for orphans with down syndrome, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. And and you said, where are they based racing, out of? Racing. For racing. Orphans sorry. With down syndrome. They're out of Utah. Out of Utah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I love that, man. Cause you're right. They, the, the that charity um, gives attention to a lot of kids that don't get attention. Um, and I have some really dear friends that have children with, with down syndrome and that's, 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 a uh, it's rough. It's, it's hard. I'm sure just for the kids, but also for any parents that, um, you know, that have children with down syndrome. So, uh, that, that's a really good cause, man. And, uh, I, I think it's awesome that, that you're one of their athletes. Um, thank you. And you it's said everything that, so if anyone wants to go and purchase gear, it's at neverdefeated.com, Right. And they buy the mm-hmm. Wolfpack gear and is it still hundred percent? All proceeds go to, to rods. Yeah, so I have, there's still Wolfpack clothing on that website. And yes, all of that collaboration would go to Rods. Uh, we're working on designing some new stuff that would be just coming out of, from me. Um, I haven't 100% figured out where I'm going to send those profits on. Because this was back, I don't know, early 2021 that we did this. So it's almost like the next edition. Um, I have a buddy 
Justin True, uh, who I love like a brother, uh, he's going to go, he's going to do a gnarly challenge. He's going to basically swim like the Florida Keys to like Miami. Then he's going to bicycle from Miami to San Diego. And then he's going to run from San Diego to San Francisco. And so I want to, I think I'm eyeing to figure out a way to get some gear put out to the community and then have the profits go to him. So in some way, at least a portion or something. I, I, I'm still brainstorming and, and working with some people here to figure out what's the best way. But um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I want to nice. support him. Yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, to anyone, anyone that's wanting to stay posted on that, we'll, we'll get your Instagram out there at the end of the day or at the end of the, the podcast here and, and let them know awesome. what's up. Uh, but, but that, that's so cool, man. I mean, again, you have this purpose that's bigger than you. You're not just running it to be cool. You're not running it to be the next, uh, you know, Insta famous guy that's just out there running for, for likes, you know, you've got stuff um, behind you, you've got purpose uh, in what you do. And I love that. So kind of shifting gears here. Um, have you always grown up in the outdoors? You do a lot of trail running, obviously, which the Moab 240. So you didn't grow up much in the outdoors. No, not at all. Uh, the exact opposite, to be honest with you. Uh, I I grew up, it, I don't know if it's just where I'm from. Like I'm from San Diego, so SoCal. Like it was more like let's go party in backyards and drink beer and get hammered at like, I don't know, 15 years old maybe. And then that led to going down to TJ and getting hammered down there because you could do it at any age, basically, at, at, back in those days. And then that led to like, I lived in downtown San Diego, which has like a whole massive nightlife, bars, nightclubs, DJs, pool parties. There's like all this stuff going on. So I was more VIP tables and cutting lines and feeling like I was the big dog because, you know, I'm sitting somewhere cool in the club. Like I was, I was living down there so I could literally do that every weekend. Um, and I grew up thinking that's what was cool. And so when you go back to going like, you know, you, you have this purpose or this, that, it's like, I learned that like, that's not cool. Like what's cool is waking up at four in the morning and getting in the mountains and hitting that peak and then getting a good sweat and then giving back to the community, not like getting hammered and cutting a line and feeling like I'm the cool guy in a nightclub uh, as I, you know, drink $15 drinks. Um, and I know a lot of people, a ton of people still like kind of caught up in that lifestyle, especially being in where I'm from, um, where they got sucked up in the nightlife, where I'm glad that I found what is really cool. And it's like the opposite of that. And so I learned that late, but, uh, better late than never. And yeah. So I, just more recent, like nature just has a way to shift, shift that mindset. And I can never go back. You know, I, I'm a sucker. That's awesome, man. And that's crazy for me to think that you didn't grow up with the outdoors uh, lifestyle. Cause I've been, I actually proposed to my wife on mission beach. Um, mm. And I mean, beautiful sunset, beautiful. Actually, it was really mm -hmm. funny. Cause I had this whole thing planned and it ended up being super cloudy and foggy. And I was like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh no it's crazy because it's such a beautiful beach and to think that you weren't so involved with the beach life and like you're just what maybe five minute ten minutes away from the from the coast you know and uh i mean just right there that's crazy to think so do you have any plans to incorporate the outdoors more other than trail running but like with your family going camping stuff like that is that something that you've got in the works oh man yeah last year uh so August no man I'm so I I don't remember the dates but literally uh there was a point it was a point maybe like I don't remember the dates but before Bigfoot 200 I had put my house into storage rented it out got an RV so I could purposely have my wife and girls and travel all over Utah, all over Arizona, Oregon, Washington, Cali, and 
we literally like spent so much time, lakes, rivers, canyons, mountains, traveled to the whole Triple Crown, every city, time in Tahoe. Like I wanted to use being virtual for them and myself. Like I was like, when are we all going to ever be virtual the way we are? Because like I didn't know if this was going to be forever or not. So I was like, let's travel. So 100% uh, took them all on a stroll and let them all I, it's important to me that they connect with nature too, because there's it, there's nothing that beats it. Like we had mornings where we the like, coyotes were just howling like crazy, and I know a lot of people don't like coyotes, but I think they're freaking cool. Or waking up and there's deers in the front yard in Tahoe. We had bears in our truck, you know, and of course any of that could get scary, but like you know we're inside looking out, and it, like how amazing is it to actually see a bear in person, you know? and see deers and see elk and see, you know, all these really cool animals um, while we can, you know, so I was just so stoked and uh, glad they got to share that experience with them. That's so cool. And that, you know, there is something captivating about nature and that's, <clears throat> that's why I love being outside so much is it just, it recharges you. It really does. Like um, people think, you know, again, going back to the whole clocking in and out nine to five, coming home and your version of hanging out or recharging is watching Netflix and what you don't realize. And even though there's tons of studies out there now that show it, it actually drains you more to do that rather than, you know, going out and unplugging and you can even just go for a walk outside with your kids. And that's generally what we end up doing, especially in the cold months um, is just getting outside for a little bit, but you had some awesome experiences. I think it's so cool that you went all in got an RV, and yeah. just, you know, riding around with the family and, and enjoying nature. It's almost like you're trying to, make high, yeah. for, right? No, I just like, I go all in, you know, like, I just like, I've got a total kind of like, fuck it attitude. Just like, like, if I'm going to go run, let's go run 200. If I'm, we're going to go, let's go all the way in nature and let's go for a year. You know, like, let's just I try to live with like, like so much passion and like zest and like, let's like, let's do it. You know, let's maximize the day, you know? And that's like another thing, like just the route that I've been in is like, uh, is just trying to make the best out of every minute, every day. So like, I love to just go, go for it. You know, I can't remember, like I watched Dateline on TV. <laughs> it's a fun fact, like <laughs> crime, like the crime shows. Yeah. But other than that, like show, and then most of the time I fall asleep on it. Like I don't watch anything else. Like everything else is just like, doing what I got to do family or hitting it, you know, and hitting it. I mean, like getting in the mountains, running, working out, doing something. That's awesome. Reading. So this so. might be a dangerous question. I'm sure you've been asked it before. When are we getting a bow in your hands? Oh man. <laughs> uh, so my friend Kate uh, was just here. Yeah. Kate she loves the bow. Yeah. She was just here. She's awesome. I told her, why didn't you bring it? So hopefully next time I get her here, she brings it. Uh, Cause I actually, I just moved and this house has a huge side yard where we can definitely shoot a bow. So I'm going to put it on her to do it, to bring it. That's awesome. Cool, man. Well, it sounds like both me and her need to, I'm going to start bugging you about it and elbowing you in the side. Like, like my yeah. friend did, cause I, I'm, I'm very passionate. I'm very all in on things as well. And uh, the, my buddy that got me into Western hunting, cause I grew up in North Carolina and uh, and so coming out here is a lot different and I actually love it a lot more. And, uh, and so I went with him a couple trips then I got into rifle hunting and then he, like that whole span of a couple of years, he kept saying, you're, you need to get into archery. And I was like, no, like that's a whole nother thing. And I know me, I was like, I knew I was going to be all in or not. And, uh, anyway, so it sounds like, sounds like me and Caitlin need to get after you on that because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be all in and then you're going to be all about it as well. <laughs> we'll have to set up a trip. That's awesome, man. Cool. Um, so there's just a couple other things I, I wanted to ask you about um, as yeah. far as, uh, uh, you know, your passion for running, your passion for giving back to the community. Um, what are, if you could nail it down to three things, or even if it's just one thing for you, but, but three things that drive you on a daily basis. Uh, three things that drive me on a daily basis. Um For me, it's it's ever since I made that challenge of averaging 10 miles a day. 
has changed my life completely in every aspect. So the fact that I don't stray away from that now, you know, even after the success or, you know, being able to complete some of these crazy challenges, like it keeps, keeps you humble, keeps you remembering like every day, like there's no finish lines. There's no, you, you don't peak, you know, you just keep having a grind. You got to keep leading by example. You got to keep showing up, you know, you got to, even the days you don't want to, you know, I got two little girls watching me, you know, Kobe Bryant said, rest at the end, not in the middle. Uh, and, you know, things like that just stick in my head. Chad Wright says, be hard when it gets hard. Don't die in the chair, you know? So all of these guys or different people have like just influenced these different things in my head that just don't leave it. And I've seen just the benefits and like maybe the influence I've had to my little girls, to uh, the community, to others that I don't want to see them stop. So, you know, I want to just keep leading by example of, of being my best. Uh, you know, Goggin says in order um, to give your best, you need to be your best, you know? And so for me, that's hitting miles. It's training every day. So I know if, if I start to waver from that, then there'll be chinks in my armors and what I can serve, what I can give to others. So um, that's one reason. And then, you know, another thing, like I, I've heard Inky Johnson say, you know, like you can't give what you don't possess, you know? So I have so much energy every day for all of this stuff, all of these miles, different businesses, Wolfpack, people, community, work, my girls, my wife. But if something came down to it, and all of that had to stop because I needed to take care of my wife and daughter. And I needed to work 72 hours straight, no breaks to make sure they have like food on their plate. Like all of this energy, I can direct it towards that. And I have like so much confidence that they'll never go without like food on their plate. Like I will get nasty, relentless and pivot all of that energy. So I just know that the knife is sharp and I don't ever want it to get dull. And so that might be a long answer, but that is what drives me. I don't think that's a long answer at all. I think that that nails it right down to the core where uh, you know that other people rely on you, namely your wife and your daughters. Um, and isn't it just something different about having girls? Like I love mm -hmm. my sons, don't get me wrong, but there's something different about that just gets a, a switch gets flipped when I'm with my daughter. You know, and mm -hmm. yeah, she's got me wrapped around her finger, unfortunately. But at the same time, like my youngest daughter and and even my oldest daughter, like even though she's moved out, like if she needs something, you know, you drop it. Like when she was moving apartments or whatever. All right. Whatever plans were for that night, like I dropped it and we went and we moved her stuff. Um, and, and, and I get that 100 percent, man, that what you're saying, that you could channel all that energy into just your family if you needed to. But at mm -hmm. the same time you've set yourself up to where you don't have to do that. Your family is taken care of and you can use the other energy into yep. other, other places. You've set your baseline very high and you'll be able, you're able to work off of that and you continue setting that baseline higher and higher so that, so that you can keep progressing. And I love that. Yep. Um, yep. You're not just saying, Hey, I hit the triple crown and now I'm going to sit back and be a couch potato. You know, nope. you're, you're aiming for more. Yep. hundred percent. That's awesome, yeah. man. Cool. Um, and then one, one last question for you to wrap everything up. What was the highlight of your last year? If you could pick one highlight, what was the highlight of your last year? That's a tough question. Um, That's why I ask it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think my highlight was what I call the Wolfpack 200. Um, I was, I was bummed, of course. I really, really loved the city of Lake Tahoe. So I was really excited to run 200 miles around there. Um, and I had this big triple crown challenge. But to, on my own, design a course, run the course, 
have people fly in from Florida, Oregon, people drive, or, or maybe they drove down from Oregon, drove down from LA, the trail community, trail clubs, like so many people came out that I never was once alone in that whole wolf pack in a 200 mile, 100 and 100 plus hour uh, challenge. All hours of the night, I always had like one to like 50 people with me. Uh, so it was really, really beautiful experience to share that with so many people to feel the love. And then like what was even more, what was probably the most special to me about that, in addition to them coming out to support me and, and help me through it, was I was like wrecked, right? Like I was dead, you know, and I have like people behind me, in front of me and this and that. And everybody was that was there, was interacting like brother and sister or brother and brother and sister and sister. Like the conversations people were having was like they were lifelong family members or best friends. And so it was like amazing how being out in nature, middle of the night, early morn, you know, all of these things that would be like very hard or, or you know, not common, like how beautiful it was seeing people interact with each other and, and just hit it off. And now like from that, now there's like all these people with all these like lifelong friendships that stemmed <laughs> from my suffering <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the San Diego 200. So I, I don't know if anything will ever beat that. And, and then it was my hometown. So like, it was just rad. It was super rad, super special. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's a really good highlight. I, I would say I, I still can't relate to running being a highlight of anyone's day, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, man, you, you make it sound enticing. You really do. And, and uh, you do it for a great cause. You've got amazing people behind you. Um, but I do love that you lead from the front. You know, you really do with your family, with your causes. Um, you understand that, you know, you just have to keep pounding it one step in front of the other and just keep moving. And, and I think that's yep. amazing. So if people want to link up with you, um, where do they find you at? Uh, I, I've got a, a new thing that we actually launched today, uh, which is wolfpackendurance.com. Um, so through that website, we're going to be fine tuning and adding more as we go, but there will be like a bunch of calendars of different races or events that I'll be pacing, crewing, supporting, We'll also have a bunch of the charity and causes that we're supporting. When I do get the gear, we'll be plugging that into the shop. So just anybody who wants to get involved, wants to come out for a race, wants to join me in a race, wants to, I'm going to set it up to where if people are wanting to just chat, you know, if there's anything that I can share from my running experience, I'll, I'm, I'm going to set up different times each week to where people can jump on 30 minute calls with me. And I'm not going to charge them anything. Like it would just be my, a, a give back way to some people. So I think that's going to be cool. So I'm going to have like a whole little platform on the website. Um, so that's 80% done. It's, it's live right now. We'll make it better in the, in the next coming months. And then definitely like the most direct fastest way is on Instagram, hrod619. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for that, man. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on the podcast. And uh, I've been following you for a little while and I, I just, I'm blown away by everything that you're doing. And uh, I, I really do appreciate the time that you you've taken out of your day to be on here with us. Man. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Of course. And uh, all you guys out there listening, go check him out on Instagram and on his website. And I'll put those down in the link description down below. And uh, as I always say, guys, get out, live your life and love it. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did, because Hector is just an amazing guy and uh, always looking to give back to his community. If you want to go give him a follow, I highly recommend it. He's very motivational, but also he's just an awesome, awesome guy when it comes to running, giving back to the community, loving his family and loving the outdoors. And uh, I hope you guys 
I really do hope you guys got something awesome out of this conversation. Uh, if you did, um, I would ask, please go over to wherever you're, you're listening to this podcast, give a, a five-star review, shoot me a screenshot into my email that I'm going to leave down below, which is redbeardoutdoors1 at gmail.com, and I'll send you something in the mail. It just helps the community grow, helps us get bigger, helps the message get out there, and I just want to share that with everyone. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Get out with your family. Go do something fun now that things are warming up. And as I always say, guys, get out, live your life, and love it.